Dumpster Divas, we are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and um, I'm flying kicks less today. She's not here today, but we have two guests today, one of which has been on Dumpster Dive before, and that is Steve of Faces by Bravo. You can follow him at Faces by Bravo, and uh, he's not just an, he doesn't just run an account now, but he also is a fellow podcaster. Follow, uh, rate, review, subscribe. But now we said it. Uh, it's a podcast by The Dip where uh, they break down old iconic episodes of Real Housewives with fans as well as Real Housewives. Um, and then uh, we are joined by Dumpster Dive newcomer, uh, soon to be, I hope, friend of mine. Um, and that is Jerwin Manje. You, you can follow them at Jerwin, J E R R W I N N. Uh, and they are a Bravo fanatic. They are a skincare maven. And what I hope is that they are a season 25 cast member of Salt Lake City. <laughs> yes! Oh, <laughs> the first gay house husband, house person in Salt Lake City one day. Okay, well, there we go. We, we, and we, we do need a house. We need a house person on our lineup in general, I would say. Not pre-season 25, definitely. Yes. Um, and... I think that you would make a great addition. Thank you. I think <laughs> it would be so fun. <laughs> um, well, you would be serving looks, makeup, and that glowing skin, honey. I know. I'm like, I, I can't stop staring at it. The skin glows even on Zoom, you know? Mm-hmm. And in Zoom, like, I look like full Gollum and, and Jordan's over here looking glowing. Not Gollum. <laughs> no. My lighting's okay today. I, I have. I have my, I have my, you know, the little blender on, like on the Zoom. Do you ever like? Wait, what's a blender? Like on Zoom, you can adjust your your face. Like you what? can like. Oh I my! Think, oh my God! You've never. I think if you go to like the options, there's the yeah. option to. So uh... if you go to like at the top corner of Zoom and you go to preferences, there's adjust appearance, and you can you can go full Gretchen Rossi if you turn it all the way up. <laughs> Or like, you can like live in the like middle ground. Middle ground or like a RuPaul season one Vaseline filter. I was gonna say, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that, it, it is that. Here, I'll, I'll show it to you. I like lose all, you lose all nostrils. Oh, I love happens. that. Love Let's that. See if I'll do it. This is great podcast material. Oh, I, it's on right now, but do you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just a little glossy, right? Yes, you are gonna give Gretchen a run for her money. <laughs> that's that's the goal that is um uh, but jerwin doesn't even need that they just look amazing incredible <laughs> um, thank you but steve thank you for being here jerwin welcome um first of all steve i want you to tell everyone about uh the pod yes i'm so 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 excited um so this has been an idea that i've had for a couple years now um initially was going to test it out doing it with Sam for Bravo Historian. We announced that we were going to do it at BravoCon 2019. And because of our, I know, RIP BravoCon. <laughs> we'll get right to now. that in one second. <laughs> Keep going, though. But um, we tried doing it. And because of our, you know, I'm a night shift nurse on the West Coast. She was working normal nine to five. And every, we just couldn't do it. And by the way, we are both technologically not savvy at all so we could not figure it's a good thing because the quality would have been terrible garbage (laughs) yes it would have been just as bad as giselle's fashion um so (laughs) i want to listen to that (laughs) so we put it on the back burner because you know i just really don't i didn't have time to like learn how to do you know 
the editing and all of that stuff. And when I had this opportunity with the dip, it just made so much sense and it was the right time and everything. So it's called, but now we set it. And what we're doing is we're looking back at old seasons of housewives and I'm going to be recapping the old episodes with friends, um, Bravo fans, Bravo creators, podcasters, et cetera. And then through those recaps, I'm also separately interviewing housewives, friends, family members, uh, people behind the scenes to sort of give us like a behind the scenes take on everything yeah. that was going on and sort of just it's 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 just such an homage to like old seasons and really diving into some things that maybe we as an audience didn't know then and right. also watching them relive their old seasons and get their feedback or get their opinions on it now so it's exciting yeah. No, it is exciting. And the podcast is great. And there's just like nothing. The thing is, I know we all still love Bravo and I'll forever love Bravo. But there was a like time capsule between like 2007 to I would say like 2013 or 2014 where like I, I feel that that was it sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's still enjoyable. And, and this is no this is to throw no shade at Salt Lake City because like I think they are doing a great job of reinventing the new era Mm -hmm. um but you know like the just I think there's a lot of people that are unfamiliar actually with like the older like iconic episodes of OC like OC wasn't always like (laughs) trash like OC is one of my faves and like Mm -hmm. I can't believe it's not anymore but I have to say, I can't believe why, but, but what? Oh, rewatch. I mean, so rewatching old OC is one of my favorite things to do because, and even at the time, like OC was never a fave of mine, but rewatching it now, it's truly such good television. And it's like, where did it go wrong? Like, uh, it's, it's such a shame how it went downhill, but I'm hoping we're getting revitalize the season with this new cast i've been hearing lots of great things lots to look forward to that's for sure oh yeah i know i heard about (laughs) i pray this i pray the shannon versus heather party scene that we've heard about is real it's not real oh Oh, fuck i mean there was (laughs) major drama that night but that it wasn't that it was not that it is not so for those listening, there was a rumor that Heather, which I wish this was true because it's really an LOL. <laughs> Heather approached Shannon and was like, oh, my God, I can't like it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you in forever. Um, how's David? <laughs> how's David? <laughs> <laughs> oh. What do you mean? How's David? <laughs> Oh, Steve. Steve's got impressions now. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Steve just lip synced. Steve's, Steve's got impressions now. No, She's a lady of many talents. <laughs> she is. We know that for a fact. Um, but, uh, Jerwin, I do want to ask you, though. So you are new here to Dumpster Dive, and welcome again. Um, and we love to check in with all of our new guests about their journey with reality television and ask them uh, what reality television made you a dumpster diva. We call dumpster divas just like trash humans that we all are. Um, and this doesn't have to be Bravo related. It can be anything. And in addition to that, was there like a certain character on reality television 
when you met that person through your television and then you were like, this genre is, is, is for me. Take it away. I started my journey with reality television way back when VH1 did Rock of Love. Of course. And when Tila Tequila had her show. Pre-her becoming Flava a Trump Flav supporter. Had <laughs> his show. I would watch those with my brothers all the time. And seeing Tiffany Pollard and that infamous pumpkin fight with the spit mm-hmm. was just when I knew that. I was like, this type of trashy reality television is for me i love it and it all started there (laughs) (laughs) yeah it really you know tiffany is is really just the best of the best you know she's that bitch let's be real she is that she needs to pivot and get housewives don't you think um i would like to see that please <laughs> like make it happen <laughs> i would like that very much i would really like yeah. that <laughs> casting um, can we bring Ro- her on to roni her and sonia already had their brunch like it would be a natural okay that's what okay i don't think i don't think i've told you this steve but i've talked about this on the podcast before i went to a drag brunch hosted by tiffany pollard once <laughs> and so it was like, tell me everything. <laughs> the story's short because she, she hosted quote unquote, but she just kind of like walked on stage and was like, "Hey, it's me, New York," and then like left. Like there wasn't a lot of like, um, there wasn't a lot of banter or anything. She gave the you big, guys crumbs. Yeah. Well, speaking of crumbs, the big takeaway of the the brunch was we were sitting at the table next to her, and she like left early. Like she didn't like close out the show, um, which what. What would she do? Like, she doesn't have, like, a number, right? But she, we look over, and she has ordered and is walking out with two huge orders of fajitas to bring back to her hotel room. And we, and the the location of said brunch was uh, at the uh, Senior Frogs, and it was in Times Square. <laughs> she was going to bring Senior Frogs. Love that. Lean cuisine fajitas oh. back to her hotel room to curl up and probably watch some um, Property Brothers and eat some fajitas. <laughs> I Well, in... Oh, go ahead, Jorin. In LA, she hosted Evita. I think this was back in 2019. She hosted one of the parties there. And for some reason, I think I was out of town that weekend. But all my friends were there that night and said that she was just so fun. Oh, and that makes it me was happy. everything that they could dream for. But, you know, if she were to close out a night, she could just reenact her monologue about Jenna McCollins. Oh, I mean, n- nothing's better than Jenna's a fucking cop. <laughs> <laughs> what would Tiffany's tagline be? <laughs> um... What would it be? I said, okay, here, I'm I'm really not good at coming up with taglines because I've tried to come up with mine forever and I, I can never get get mm. to one. But I feel like Steve, you have like twenty. Oh, now I, I'm gonna I would I don't know why I even asked that because now I'm gonna feel on the spot and pressured to come up with one. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. You don't need to. But I'll think of it as 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 we're here. We'll think on it. I mean hmm. there there's something in the Beyonce, more like Luther Vandros quote, like there's something there. Like, I want to take one of her quotes, like, from Flavor of Love and pivot it into, like, a tagline. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, like, New York. 
more like Tiffany or something like that. Like, <laughs> like maybe like something where she's like, I'm not New York anymore, you know, or, or yeah. depending on where, maybe depending on what city she's in. Cause I don't know where she lives actually. I think she might live in California. Real? Oh, for some reason I, I thought she... she was still in New York. Well, maybe she is. I think she's in New York. Oh, she is still. Oh, okay. Uh, pretty obvious that New well York that is an obvious York, casting but... choice for season 14 i'm just saying wow could you she imagine really would be great at this point i can imagine anything with with new york we so. need something <laughs> because these <laughs> ladies have yeah, there well well german so before we jump into bravo though um who on so who on like rock of love did you love um like Heather, do you like I Heather don't, Stan? You know what? Back in the day, I I was, and I think at that point, I was more watching it to what was his name, the main guy's name, Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels, sorry. <laughs> I think I was just watching it for him because deep down, I had like a crush on him as this like closeted little gay kid. You and wait, Shannon Bedore. We're gonna need to unpack <laughs> this. Of all the people on VH1, you had a crush on Brett Michaels. I was young. I was like nine, <laughs> maybe ten when that came out. So what? So just what about Brett? Does it for you? Let's or did it, it? I should say. Yeah, I want to unpack this a little bit. You know what? <laughs> I think there was something about that kind of like rebel rock chic look sure. he would wear. Something about that red bandana. I don't know. <laughs> no, something we've always said here on this podcast is you never see Brett's hairline. So you wonder what's underneath that bandana, right? Is 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 it one of those hats that like the top is, you know, like the visors where it's the so hat big? where it's just the hair. Right. Yes. So like what's under that? Is that Brett? Is that all Brett? Or is the hairline, and no no judgment to a receding hairline, but I'm just, like, what's under that bandana? Because you never see it not there. I want to see it. I would like to see it, please. Again, that is something else I would <laughs> like to see. If you're listening, this this is our plea for us, for you to show us what's under I, that no, bandana. No, no. I almost don't want to plea for that. That that sounds. I don't know that I want to see it. And that's now that I'm thinking about it, I'm scared. Well, well you and we go ahead. You and Shannon Bedore. I mean, you guys have the same crush. I love yeah, that. Sh Shannon Bedore loves her uh, hairband, which really doesn't make sense, right? Like with who she is to us now. Do you think that that makes any sort of sense? It only makes sense because of the iconic band Lock, Ladies of Rock, her daughters. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was the song? Oh, I don't remember. Dreamcatcher. Oh, Dream yes. Dreamcatcher. Whoa. Oh, my God. I pulled that out of my ass. I can't believe I just Wow. Yeah, that that's was good. I it literally came to me like, that's so Raven. Just I, now. If, you, if someone, like, said like put a gun to my head right now and I have to remember that I would never have remembered that name at all. Like I wow. could not, good job. I don't know how I just did that. That's that impressive. <laughs> Thanks guys. Um, <laughs> Dreamcatcher, uh, uh, ladies of uh, lock sponsor me. I would love a, a little plug here. For, we'll, we'll take a break for, uh, for a, a lock sponsor for their new tour. I would love for them to pick up the guitar sometime soon and, and take, take to the charts. Amen. I mean, Shannon probably needs a storyline this season, so one of them's probably she, down to I do it. I can probably confirm she needs one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's run out of storylines. Um, wait, so German, when was your entry into Bravo then? Uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. 
and and I've watched season? from from season one through and through. Yeah. Seasons one through three are my favorite, abs- absolute favorite. I think season two of Beverly Hills is should be like played at the Met. Like I think it's literally the best. The, me and and it is Beverly Hills is not my favorite franchise, but I think that season is the best season of all time of everything. Mm-hmm. And Thank and you. once again, I do not like Beverly Hills very much. Like na- of what it's become now. I mean, this I, I'm I'm enjoying the season that's on right now, but like, like I just I think that there overall there are better shows. Like overall, New York's canon is better. Yeah, but Se- season two has has so many things in it that it's the perfect season. Truly. And I, I hate to say perfect when someone did um die at the end of it, but what I mean by perfect is it just like hits. It hits like humor. It hits like family drama it hits like petty drama like there's there's nothing better than the the contrast of the dumb fight about like a shoe brand between adrian and lisa against the the actual feud of taylor armstrong versus bravo like and her like marital issues right like that's how our housewife shows should be don't you think like have Mm -hmm. the the tiny the dumbest drama to like the drama that really means something but now we said And that's it. sort of what Beverly Hills <laughs> is coming back to this season with sort of like yeah. that, the kind of like small one-on-one drama with um, Sutton and Crystal. And then you have obviously the big drama going on with Erica and Tom. And right. I just can't wait for the rest of this season. Yeah, this season does feel a bit like a return to form in that way. Because um, the, because I think, I think, California. Now, I know both of you. I know you don't live there anymore, German, but but Steve lives there. I just like feel darkness in the Be- <laughs> in the Beverly Hills Hollywood area, right? Like everyone's so pretty that there's got to be some more stuff. Like I feel like it, it's an iceberg, you know? Like everyone's like so thin and tiny at the top and then <laughs> everything underneath them is like a vast a vat of darkness sometimes. Can you yes. guys confirm that? absolutely (laughs) 1000 percent. i like i love that you just said that season two is the best ever because i will die on that hill i've but now we said said it is from season two exactly Mm -hmm. um it is truly one of the darkest but one of the most compelling seasons of television i've ever seen in my life and you're right jerwin about like having the um the petty with you know, the serious stuff, we're, we are going back to form because that Crystal in Sutton feud is giving me life. I know it's kind of like over mm-hmm. now, but- No, but people, it was so necessary. It was absolutely perfect. And I was like, so annoyed when people were not appreciating it. There's people that literally could not get behind this feud. And I'm like, y'all, this is perfection. They are literally- mm-hmm not ever going to be able to be friends. I feel like they're just like so different. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of housewives is putting people together that maybe won't mesh and having to watch them navigate it. And then we have the Erica stuff. And I really think when people are going crazy about like, Oh, Dorit's not doing anything or, you know, Kyle's not doing it. It's like, y'all, we have this whole ass story with Erica. We have little feuds going on over here. I'm okay with people like being the Greek chorus for a minute. Like, right. you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. 
people are too hard on it's like I oh my god this is about to like open a full can of worms for me but like I like you hate there are so many fans that get so mad when someone is too involved in the drama every season and then there's and then that same fan hates when that person is not involved in the drama and they said that they're they need to be fired because they're sleepy and it's like mm-hmm. pick a lane y'all I have to say Beverly Hills fans are probably the most toxic in my opinion. Like we've had some shitty seasons the past, like since season six, like season five, I feel like was the last like phenomenal season. I think there was a a little ticker up when we hit the, the, um, the junk boat uh, fight, like the, the Erica Dere. I thought that season had a little bit more that we got the bunny out of the reunion. There was like, like, I feel like there was some more storylines going on in that season, but I don't think it's like a plus. I think it just like, we got like a little, maybe a little tick, just a little bump up. And I actually, I didn't mind like a lot of season nine and then season 10. I loved, um, and this season's, I feel like we're the trajectory. Wait, was, wait, wait, was 10 last. This is 11, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved last season. Loved. Yeah. I loved it. Sister Gate. You know what? You know what the problem was with last season? And I blame production. I don't blame any of the women on this. The biggest problem last season is they did do the route instead of having our like Crystal and Sutton sort of storyline that we have this like last season, they cut out a lot of the mini feuds or mini moments and made it again a one note season after like the sixth episode like at the beginning we saw a lot of different things happening and then all of a sudden the denise brandy thing came and that took over and it there was no room for anything else and we hate that shit like we don't want that yeah because remember we had we same same player we had a really weird feud with sutton and dorit remember and then like sutton and rena sort of too Mm -hmm. about the hairdresser like that's the drama that I I love. Like I love. love when we get drama that is so petty and unrelatable. You know what I mean? Amazing. Like shoe lines. Like no 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 shade to anyone yeah. in the chat, but none of us are going to be comp- fighting about each other's shoe lines. Like we don't have products. <laughs> well, you I might am. have some products, Steve. I think you do. No. Do you have any faces products? Um, like not no. faces, like faces by Bravo. No, I had um, I had like face masks and stuff back. Oh right, yes, but yes, yes. I haven't like updated my store or anything in a while. But no, like that's the beautiful thing is all these petty ass feuds. I love them. I couldn't. I literally can't get enough of an idiotic feud that will, you know, last for you know an arc, and then on top of it, getting a larger, I guess, feud that we can follow throughout the season. We don't want just one thing. That is where Bravo or production will go wrong is if you only give us mm-hmm. the one thing. Cause when we watched that season's re- or last footage or um, whatever it was called last season on Beverly Hills, there was so much in that, that I was like, where the fuck is that footage? Why yeah. was that not there? Yeah. Like I loathe when they do the, a couple weeks ago, the black and white throwback oh, scenes. Yeah. And sometimes I, I like, I like the storytelling device sometimes, but sometimes I'm like, every once in a while we'll get a scene. It's like, I don't want to watch that scene. I don't want to watch like someone like paint their toenails. Like, right. Like we get exactly. Some, we get some insane filler scenes. I think, I think there was one on Salt Lake city that happened where there was like uh, a previous scene. I can't remember. I, this isn't good. Cause I, I can't come up with the example, but, but there was some Salt Lake city had so much footage because of their like, 
probably filming things yeah. <laughs> that sometimes they were they would do like two months ago and it was like i want to see that like, you know but well and that happened with beverly hills because they scrapped so much footage last season um because like nothing was going on oh yeah so you know how they they started fashion week for episode one they had been filming a lot before that and scrapped so much footage so that's why we saw a lot of like flashbacks in last season well i heard also that this season filmed for a while too, the one that's currently happening because we're getting a lot of content right now, but I, I remember hearing that they had wrapped filming like in like March or something. And we're only in, we're only in they, December right now. They finished right around uh, Chinese new year. I think, I think that was the finale. Oh, that's um, the party that Christmas at crystals. Was. And and when is, when is Chinese new year? I want to say sometime in February. Okay. I think. Okay, so that's right. I mean, four months is kind of like a typical film. Yeah. Well, okay, so we're kind of getting into the background of things. So I I, I have some fun, just kind of like state of Bravo questions. Uh, For those listening, if you're like, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't talk about Erica, like... uh, like lighting someone on fire on last night's episode of Beverly Hills. Guess what? We haven't seen it because this is a, we're, we're recording this a week or so ahead of time. Okay, so don't get mad that we're not talking about Karen Huger's dig to Giselle because we we haven't seen that yet. Okay, um, but I'm sure whatever happened when you're listening to this was unbelievable. I'm sure, but we're not gonna talk about that. Everything so, Karen Huger does is unbelievable. Well, of, of course. <laughs> So I just have some fun, like, say to Bravo questions I want to, like, bounce around between y'all. And uh, we're talking about the behind the scenes right now, a little bit of filming. Um, and I want to hear with everyone, what franchise are we, like, most looking forward to that's either currently filming or has wrapped? And what are we, like, maybe has have the lowest expectations for? So maybe high, highest expectations and lowest ex- expect, expectations for, for Housewife shows that are both in production and are wrapped. Uh, Jerwin, you, you, you're the guest. You go first today. I might be a little biased, but I, I'm very, very excited for season two of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, from, I just know it's going to be so, so great with a lot of, that petty drama, a lot of that big drama, and it's just going to be a season that a lot of folks will not forget. Tell us more. (laughs) 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 You know, oh wait, you know what, something I want to say, I wonder if by the time this comes out, there'll be a trailer out. And if that happens, that that will be sad because- Andy Andy tweeted today, very, very sad. Very, very soon. He said very, very soon. God forbid he give us a time or in a day. I know. It's actually insane because if they're truly trying to air it on September, September 12th, right? I mean, we need to get at least a month of promo. Come on now. But yeah, don't do, do not do our SLC girls dirty like that. No. Like, don't, don't like yeah. make them like only get three weeks of promo. Like we want like a full, a full shebang, you know? And don't give us a 10 p.m. time slot either. Like, it isn't going to be, right? It's on Sunday, I hope it? not. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess they're taking over Atlanta, right? Yeah, because Atlanta's not coming back for mm-hmm. Um so so most you would say is is uh SLC. Jordan, what what would you say is like you're like, um I don't really I don't lose sleep over this franchise, or maybe just a different Bravo show. I I think it would have to be Dallas, as much as I want them to do so well, I, I literally forgot that. about that. I, I, was, like, I was just gonna say, I, I was like, I was like, I'm, sh- I'm sure they're gonna say OC. And it's like, 
No, I, I'm very excited for OC yeah, yeah, with, with their revamp, but with Dallas, I just don't, I don't know where they're going to go. I mean, they, last not, season. Not Dallas. Was... They need to go somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go to Austin. Yes. Or, sorry, San Antonio. So I grew up in Texas, for those listening. San Antonio has such a, like, awesome, eclectic mix of, of, uh, Latinx communities and like and old Texas money and and black and brown people like and the scene there is like similar in a similar way to Salt Lake City like I feel like it's kind of like a place that in Potomac where it's like not on anyone's list of shows um but I think it would be great the Bravo did do a San Antonio like show remember what was you like it Texacanas you know and you know I did just say I would love a San Antonio show I didn't watch it um but (laughs) I think that I think Austin though if they try to do I, I think they should either go San Antonio or Houston if they're gonna stay in Texas because Austin has become so crunchy that I just think it would be a lot of like it, they might as well just do Real Housewives of Bushwick like it wouldn't be like it's like the same vibe you know like if you want to go with like the feel of Texas I feel like your best bet is either Houston or San Antonio. Well, it's funny you say that it should be San Antonio or Houston because we had a married to med Houston and Texacanas. Um, you're absolutely right. I'm just making a really <laughs> bad point. Well, no, I, I just think I, I personally, so I didn't see married to med Houston, so I, don't, I can't speak on that. But Texacanas, I watched a lot of the episodes and I liked the women. I, I think what went wrong there is they the way they told the story and the way that they the show's format I think if it would have been more of housewife style it would have done better because they definitely had like a a good mix of people and you could tell that it would be a really good place for housewives but the way they did it was almost like the one girl was the storyteller and it felt very cheap in a way you know you, they might have tested it, honestly, to be the housewives. And then they just like was like, let's turn this into something else because it's not that good. But I feel like it maybe could have been had they like, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I just feel like th- the format was what ruined them in a sense. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, Steve, what, what, what would you say? What are you most excited for uh, and least thinking about? So I'm most excited for Salt Lake and Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, least excited I'd have to say I mean probably honestly New York and Atlanta because I just it's going to be such it's this is like a turning point for them like or a transition point and I'm very nervous on the way we're going to go you know for both because right now I feel like we're in a casting crisis in Atlanta like yeah I, I mean, I don't think we've ever been through at this point with Atlanta. No, they've been so, it's been so easy for them for so long to create good content. It's not really happening. I think I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I would say Salt Lake City and then Atlanta. The, the reason, only reason I'm not going to say Dallas is because like they're trying some new things. So there might be something like there's like yeah. potentially four new women, mm-hmm. like or three new women. So so, yeah, I think I'd probably say Atlanta because, like, they haven't even started filming it. And usually Atlanta airs uh, October. 
Like yeah. it's usually a mm-hmm. fall show with New Jersey. New Jersey, though, I am kind of looking forward to that. Yes, and the I'm very excited. The reason I didn't say New Jersey is, and I'm actually very very excited about it. I just feel like I know they're gonna deliver, and it's the same cast with a few new faces, but like. I'm just more excited about OC and Salt Lake because Salt Lake, of course, it's going to be iconic. And then Orange County with the revamp, like I can already t- assure you that this season's going to be wild. Yeah. And you know what? I just, what I do want to say though about uh, New York and Atlanta and especially New York, I want everyone to, I think everyone absolutely deserves to be a little like annoyed because it hasn't been a plus, but I do want to remind everyone how, how, wild time has been in covid and we're watching things that were filmed a long time prior in in the in covid times a very long time away from today right mm. like so much has changed and new york living i live in new york like during the time when they were filming like we were all essentially back in lockdown and weren't doing anything so like they had to get really creative with any activities they could do to film together unlike Beverly Hills where they can just like go sit in big houses outside and be okay and not really acknowledge COVID. Like in New York, like I didn't like see people, like I would, I saw all my friends all summer and then in the fall, the cases got so bad that we all just like, I didn't see some people for like months because like you just didn't go, you didn't leave. So like, I think we're a little hard on them because they did have to deal with that. I do think the casting crisis is real and I do think, uh, Everyone's treating Ebony uh, improperly, but. My complaint with New York has nothing to do with like the content of the show necessarily, or like, you know, like I'm, I'm fine with actually just watching them in a, in a house. I'm, I'm actually a big fan of putting that, locking them in a a room or in a house and watching them now, you know, have figure it all out. But my biggest problem is the casting. These women don't have, any sort of authentic connection really or care for each other and so it's yeah. it translates it, that's on the screen for me like i leah and ebony like they didn't know each other prior to the show yeah we're sure, making they, it work the best we're making it work it. Yeah. you know sure um ramona and luann and sonia could give two fucks about you know building a relationship i feel like with them they're right. doing what they think they need to do and then Bershawn came out of nowhere. And like, I just, <laughs> I like literally. A, can- a cannonball. <laughs> yes. Yes, literally. And I just feel like, I'm sorry. Just, it has nothing like the, all of the racial talks important. I think they're great on the show. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to me to do with the relationships on the show aren't real to me. And they don't, they just don't feel. And they're not trying to make them. Now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Give us yeah. more housewives. That five is not strong enough to go, be a five-person cast. No, I'm looking for like a nine, nine people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. More, more than merrier. Literally. Like Cheshire <laughs> sometimes has like 10, I feel like. Not that I've ever watched it, but I always see their, they film like two seasons a year and they have like 75 women on their show. Yeah. Have, have either of y'all landed your, your little feet in other, uh, outside of the U S territories before I, I, I did watch Vancouver the first couple seasons of that. I think I watched a couple episodes of Vancouver. I definitely watched a lot of Melbourne. I started Sydney. I watched some of Auckland and I think that's it. 
Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes of Melbourne, but that's it. Melbourne feels like the definitive one to watch yeah. if you're going to, right? It definitely is, but also Sydney is savage. Like these is women Sydney... are savage. That's why they didn't get another season. <laughs> yeah. Didn't like something like violent happen? <laughs> No, they were just like, these women were so awful to each other. They were like, you, you guys don't even like make, you guys aren't a friend group, clearly. Like it was again, one of those things where they were so nasty that they thought it was too much. Like Bravo was, I think, gonna buy it to air in the US and then didn't because they were like, this ain't on brand. Yeah, I, 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 I should one on one hungover Sunday jump into um, Melbourne. Yeah, and watch at least episode one of Sydney because I was cracking up at how savage they were to each other. Great, well, I'll, do, I'll, I'll twist twist I'll my own. Do that too. Um, <laughs> so, what is everyone's thoughts on Mia right now in Potomac, our, our our new girl? She's great reality television, and the way she just says exactly what she wants throws Giselle in for a loop and she doesn't know what to do and it's so great to watch I think yeah, it's, no, I totally agree with you I agree with you I I think she's fantastic she's so open I mean we just saw her open up about her whole family life and her childhood and mm-hmm. like again I've used this line before but like I don't know who I was who was I even talking about probably Garcelle I think We've seen, we've learned more about Mia than we learned about Erica in like six seasons, you know, and, yeah. and we've only had like five or six episodes of Potomac. And I think Mia's fantastic addition. And to your point about like, you would want to be friends with her. I feel like people, do people watch the show to say like, I like this person because I want to be friends with it. Like, I that, think a lot of people do idolize them in that way. It's so interesting. Cause like, Yes, of course, there's ones that you'd think, oh, in real life, I would, I think I'd want to be friends with them. But you can also appreciate some of these TV personalities for what they bring as a TV personality. That's the point. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like this. It's similar when people are like, you're like, you believe it's all real. And I'm like, I never said that. I just think it's entertaining. Like, like, I think sometimes people think that Housewives watchers are dumber than they are. I'm like. No, like I get it, but like it is also very entertaining. So like, take you can things can be multiple things. We say this every yeah. like nearly every episode here on the podcast. Like people can people are are we are not singular. You know what I mean? Like in the way they identify and in the way like they act as both villains and like heroes. Like even I can say that the, I'm sure there are situations where I've been an absolute villain <laughs> in my life in situations yeah. where I've been a fucking hero okay so w- let us all be all things you know if you were on housewives do you think you'd be a villain so I think I would accidentally like I think it would be like I think it would be I stumbled into villain vil- villain behavior unintentionally because here's my problem I not very good uh, at keeping secrets, yes. and <laughs> which literally is like should be That's like on, on a casting form, like checkbox if you're good at keeping secrets, yes. and if you say no, like you make it to the next round, right? Yeah. So like I'm not good at keeping secrets, and I also have um a real I, I like to address things immediately, but sometimes mm. 
that abrasive like um like confrontation makes people think that I am a, like a bit I don't know aggressive but I'm mm. not like like my intentions are are to squash immediately mm. right they're like my intention is to make it better yes. but I think sometimes people think that I'm like what's your sign trying to start drama so I'm I'm a sag or, do you want the full breakdown or just yeah like, the give sun? us a full are, are either of you zodiac people like know what everything Ish, means? yeah okay. I mean I do like yeah Oh, <laughs> so, so for those listening, Jeremy just pulled up the only astrology book you'll ever need. It was literally at their feet. In my so, coffee table. So right there. <laughs> um, so I am a Sag sun, a Sag rising, um, and a Cancer moon. Oh, I'm a Taurus sun, Pisces moon, Cancer rising. But... I'm a Virgo sun, Cancer rising, Capricorn moon. So here's the thing. Um, what everyone just said means nothing to me because I don't know what it even means. But <laughs> isn't that a Sag know, thing though? Like Sagittarius, is, is, they don't really? believe in astrology or they don't like, is, am I right, Sherwin? I feel like that's a thing. I think so. Like they don't buy into it. I think that's I read, like quality. So the two things I've I've read about, so I've had two uh, instances with astrology first one I was like reading a book about astrology or someone was reading it to me and it was like all the things about your sign and one of them was like <laughs> what body part does your sign lead with and the body part that Sages lead with <laughs> is their liver because they like to drink a lot and I was like no that sounds like me um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> Incredible. And then um, I've said this on the parties before but I had an, astro- an astrologist or whatever you want to call them tell me that because of my Sag Cancer Sag makeup, uh, I extinguished my own flame. To which I went and uh, <laughs> offed myself. <laughs> extinguish, like, extinguish your own flame, meaning you- like I am, th- I'm constantly in my own way. Like, like oh, any opportunity gotcha. I have, I ruin because I, it, I do it. And I was like, I, we were like at a party. Like it was like a fun, like day party. And, and like, and they, they were said that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go get another okay. drink. I'm going to go lead with my well, I'm gonna go to the out. bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. I identify with you as far as like the conflict stuff. Like I, Am, I wouldn't say I'm confrontational, but I'm, if something's up or if I can sense something, or if I hear that there's something wrong, I will literally go directly to you and I will ask yeah. you about it because like you, I just want to squash it. I want to know if, if I truly did something, I want to be able to apologize for it. And, you know, like I just want to squash it. So I get it with you as far as yeah. that goes. So I could see myself getting in trouble on a housewife show where I feel like people would be talking, maybe like talking about me or whatever. Yeah. And as soon as I hear one thing, I'd be running right up to them and be like, yeah, no, tell I'm, me about it. <laughs> so yeah, then there's the next problem is that I think people would think that I was nosy, which I am. Um, but uh, like if they're like, I could see myself, like you were just saying, like that really just triggered in my brain. Like if we were at filming a scene and like I heard something, I would just be staring the whole time and just be like, like at what, trying to listen to what they're saying. I'm not subtle. <laughs> Nothing about me is subtle. So I have. But, but who wants a subtle house, house house person? You know. No, 
I I would definitely uh, be the Lisa Rinna of the group. Oh, we love it. Even my <laughs> even my friends in LA know that I love to stir the pot. Yeah. Either intentionally or <laughs> unintentionally. I, um, I love the in- I love admitting blatant, the intentionally. Yes, I was say I'm like I, I love a blatant like pot stir. I no, and I I will admit during COVID when there was not much going on. Sometimes I just text a friend and be like, did you hear this? <laughs> like, and then in the group chat, just like, see how it all plays out. Or whenever we'd see each other next, see what happens. <laughs> and then That's I wouldn't, I won't, I, I never like got played out to be like the villain. I was just kind of like the behind the scenes of it. Okay, LVP. <laughs> I can't believe you're like in bed. You're like, in the words of Kourtney Kardashian, Kim, people are dying. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> While you're uh, over in bed, just being like, hey, Johnny, so, um, so-and-so I think doesn't like you. And then just like going back and watching your Bravo shows. <laughs> Did you hear so-and-so fucked so-and-so's boyfriend? I don't know. That's just what I heard. God, I wish I had drama like that to share with people. I don't right? even have any. Here's the thing about COVID is like, I lost something I lost in COVID. something I lost in COVID was drama. Like I don't my friends don't have drama. We don't do anything anymore. So like I don't have I don't have things to gap about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> that's why I did it during COVID. It was something something to entertain. Now me. my next question for you is did you need to um vacate West Hollywood and that's why you live in Salt Lake City because you no! started too many uh, fires? <laughs> It's hiding in Mary Cosby's no. closet. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, like bops around the world and just like starts fires in cities and then leaves them. So the city that they're, there's oh. fire starting in right now is SLC, which it needs some fire starting because there's a show filming probably outside your doorstep. I so now I know why Mary was um, charged with something. She's she was um, keeping you in the closet. <laughs> That's. That was me. That was you. I'm, the I'm abandoned that child. How yeah. was it in Mary's I'm, closet? Or how is it? You know, <laughs> it's pretty spacious. Oh my God, what if this 600 was square feet. <laughs> Behind is all the designer purses. Where's Charlinda? Oh my God, I forgot about Shar Shar. I love her. I named my car after her. Steve, you must stop. That is <laughs> Mini Cooper, you Mary when you got Cosby. your car. Yes. And we were walking. I was like, what's your car's name? Charlinda. <laughs> that is like, wait. So now I have to ask, obviously, because the two of you know each other from like California, from West Hollywood. So has German ever started a feud with you, Steve? <laughs> I, w- I actually wish I'm actually upset or like, that we didn't get one you in the middle of the night being like so-and-so like did no, XYZ but you know what no I met Steve literally three weeks before I left LA oh that's a shame you could have that's what I he know. did that's lives. what did <laughs> <laughs> three weeks before we hung out and then two weeks later it was like oh I'm leaving in a week and a half moving to Salt Lake City leave me high and dry <laughs> Yes. I well, mean, I, well, w- I would have been honored to have you start some shit with me. I mean, it, it would have been great. fun. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> now, hard left turn, but we got to ask everyone this that ever comes on here, especially in the state that we're living in right now. 
Did Erica know anything? I don't think so. I go back and forth after every episode. When that Hulu documentary came out, I was like, she knew. She knew it all. And then as the season started to play out, my views are slowly going to Team Erica. But then after the last couple of weeks, it's like, I don't think she knew everything. I think she knew some things, but not to the extent of criminal charges, if that makes sense. So I guess what I want to ask everyone is, what do you think about like the, what do you think about the Teresa mentality where, you know, or like the Carmela Soprano mentality where, you know, stuff is up, but you just, you just kind of sit blindly and, and like pretend, put your blinders on. Because I think that's where I exist is where it's like, I think she knew that over there, there's things going on, but I'm going to sit over here because like my life is nice. And like, uh, I can just like wait it out till he is not working anymore and is no longer here. Like I can just like ride this relationship out, let him figure out what's happening over there because that's kind of like where I think it, where I think it is. But, and then what does that mean? Does that mean she's a bad person? Does that mean, what what does that mean? I don't know. What do y'all think about that? For me, I I think it's, that's like, I think everyone thinks that Erica had this glamorous life, but I think it's pretty clear these past few years, I don't think she's had the life that we all are thinking that she's just sitting there like, I'm going to wait this out because, you know, I have all this, I have that. Right. I think she was in a really, really challenging space. Um, and again, like what, what we're seeing right now and the confusing stories and all of that, yes, that gives me pause every time that happens. Right. But I think she's literally her life is now in in the like a shit show. I think she's just trying to like, not, she's not, she's struggling so hard. She's just trying to fight for some sort of air throughout all of this because every day she's waking up to something new. She has no idea where her life is going. And I think, I I think it's the dumbest thing that someone could do is go on a or continue on a reality show in the middle of something like this, but it's in the nature of wanting to do it so you can defend your name and defend that. But in that way, you end up fucking yourself in a lot of ways where I think she's fucking herself because she can't get her story straight. She's trying to like prove to us that she knew nothing, but in reality, she's like kind of doing the opposite. It's making us question her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't think like maybe towards the end, she was like hearing things that like when she would get calls or something allegedly from former partners or people in the law firm. Yeah. Maybe she found something wasn't going right. And that's why she wanted to get out. But I do not think for a minute that she knew the money going into Erica Jane was victim money. It was being embezzled or, you know, I think she truly Tom made this business for her. She asked for whatever money she needed. He did it. And that's all like, I, I truly don't think she knew about it. And I, like you, Jerwin, I, when I saw the documentary, I was like, oh, this bitch, she knew, but well, slowly I'm yeah. just, I don't know. Yeah. I think she was just so accustomed to all the wealth that he, they probably did have at one point, all that 
money and that extravagant lifestyle. I think she grew so accustomed to it, like you said, Steve, that she was just so used to getting it. And at one point, it probably just came so naturally to her. She didn't even think where that money was coming from until as of late. Well, part of me also like, like class action law lawyers don't make like the wealth that they were sitting on. Don't you think? Like, I guess I don't know that. So I shouldn't say that, but like, like the way their wealth was like showed on the show via just like her lifestyle and like the things she like referred to about all the homes. It's like, that feels like, like more money than like what he did. Do you know what I mean? Which then, then is like, like makes me pause and be like stuff had to have been up, you know, but I don't, it just feels like, it feels like money that you get from being like, like in an, like working, working in money, like in, in investments or something like that, not necessarily class action work. So I think in what's his name? And um, I could be wrong once again about that. I don't, I don't know that for a fact. It just felt that way, but go ahead. The one lawyer in the documentary was mentioning, like there is a lot of money in that type of law. It's just, it's a very stupid choice to be flaunting that because you're supposed to be like, I'm sticking this to the man, the man's the bad person, right. but then you end and up being you are the, man. the man. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. So I feel like there, especially with, for him, because he, I mean, the size of the law or the awarding or sorry, the size of the lawsuits and the amount of money awarded. I mean, the, a portion of that goes to the law firm and, because of those numbers being so large, I think, and he owned it, you know, the law firm, I I think he did make a shit ton of money. I mean, he even said in the deposition, I think he said at one point I had like 50 or 80 million in cash. That's insane. That's insane money. But that that's like, sometimes I think there's a boundary of money where it's like so much means that there's so much wrong. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I just don't like, I'm not like a communist and think that we all need to have $5 in our bank accounts. But like, like I just think that sometimes when, when someone is of a certain level of wealth, like there needs to be some sort of like pause. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because when you have that much mm-hmm. cash on you, like, well, the fact that he had this much control over all these people in California, like, right. like people couldn't go against him because of his power and that's in his his wealth and his influence so that's a broken system right there the fact that the people the stuff that's in place to protect everybody could not work because of his level of wealth and influence and that's crazy that is crazy and if they couldn't do it erica can't come against him you know yeah yeah and that's just not with him in california i think on a broader level, that's kind of the problem with politics and big money everywhere. So they're they're running it. And, you know, in the documentary, they were saying that, you know, he's buddy buddies with the governor and the lieutenant governor and all the top lawyers kind of look up to him as this maven. Fixture in the law so, community. Exactly. Right. Maven like oh, Ramona Singer. Maybe. Ma- a maven does she refer to herself as a maven oh yes she's a maven what is what did she say she's a she say like she's a business maven in the early season she referred to herself as some sort of maven and i can't remember 
true what, what was the true renewal true, true faith? faith and true renewal true, <laughs> true renewal was one as well mm-hmm. that um, was before yeah. ageless uh, yes before ageless which whatever happened to that um so <laughs> so you know on the show on on this show this podcast we're on we like to ask people about like their origins of reality television and, and everyone on here generally it like bounces around the same age range as as myself and my sister so a lot of our answers are similar, you know, but there are a new age of us. Like there's a new age of uh, us, German, watching Rock of Love, you know, and I, I, Steve, I don't remember what your answer was to it. But um, like, what do you think on Bravo right now is formative to someone? Like, what do you think? What show is there or maybe what like housewife is like formative culture for like a, a young little queer person do you think i, I think probably karen huger is yes! formative to someone yeah you all agree i was just gonna say that <laughs> like karen and then and anyone else like i feel like i think beverly hills this season is is something that maybe someone watches and is like i love this this franchise probably yeah i think i truly think karen huger is like on a different level than a lot of the housewives. I just truly worship this woman. She, she, no one does it better than her right now, in my opinion. Yeah, no, you, you're right. This on this past episode that happened last night, <laughs> when she, when she goes, are you talking, talking to me? <laughs> but she, she, and she was still eating. She had a mouth full. She was just like, oh, <laughs> it was so it's casual. So she was like, good. she was like. Uh, are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> it's so good. And can we just laugh at like, again, Giselle's delusion is just so in- insane to me. Like, she's like, you're making up lies about me and my family. Girl, what have you been doing for six seasons to everyone else? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, okay. Something I do want to talk about. And once again, this episode is coming out like, uh, at po- like there'll have been another episode of Potomac by the time this comes out. But something I... And I could be so off base here and both of y'all could be like, you're being an asshole right now. Shut up. Like, stop while you're ahead. But I I don't, I do not like Giselle. I never really have. I think she's a necessary evil though for the show. I think she is chaotic good in ways sometimes because like we need people to push storylines. And I think it was really inappropriate for her to like compare like last season was like Professor Wendy and this season is like, hot Wendy because why the fuck could a professor not be hot like exactly doesn't make any sense although something I do want to just talk about mm-hmm. and once again this is all alleged when she brought up the point that was like it's weird that Wendy did all these things to herself and also that there are these like like rumors in the in the tabloids coming out about Eddie and how they both are existing like at the same time and so Part of me, like, I'm not saying I agree with that, but I just started to, like, my mind did start to, like, think a little bit because it's an interesting, like, coincidence because when we heard about the Eddie stuff before, I think I certainly was like, I don't know these people, but I'm like, I, no way I believe it, that it's real. Yeah. But I thought that that point did, was kind of, was kind of, like, made you think, but then also I'm like, it's just, that's kind of what Giselle wants all of us to do is, like, think about it like that, right? I think that's what it is. I think that's what she wants us to think. Yeah. I think it's all just purely c- 
coincidental that that yeah. all happened. Okay, you you and it was right. probably a great time for her to to do all that because the world was shut down and you know she didn't have to go into school to teach. She was doing it all from home. She could recover. Yeah, I mean, That's a good point. yeah, I don't believe the rumors. I think I don't even think that there were true rumors out there. I think that was all. F- fabricated and Giselle ran, runs with this type of shit because she right. deflects from her own mess that she that's my biggest problem with Giselle is I do think she's a necessary cast member however I don't think it's fair that she doesn't get to have to air any of her dirty laundry when she airs everyone else's right because th- if she can stack the drama against other people like right. her headlines will get buried it, it drives me insane mm-hmm. it like it drives me so bonkers because there's so much out there, but we don't talk about, or they never really talk about it because they, I guess it either gets buried or I don't know, but we can't talk about it. But now we did, but now we but did. Now we said it. Now we did. <laughs> <laughs> but also remember Wendy last year, first of all, we know every housewife loves a second season glow up. Wendy last year just had had a baby. She you're seeing yourself on TV for the first time. Like, right. I think there's a lot of things that played into her doing everything because she wanted to judge herself up, you know? I don't know what it would be like to see myself on TV, like on 20 episodes or whatever. And maybe I'd be like, oh shit, the camera adds this, or I look like shit. Maybe I want to spruce some things up. I don't know. Um, so I don't think it had anything to do with that. I think it had everything to do with just wanting to do something for her because she's always done everything for her family, her mom, and yeah. Yeah, no, you, you're right. I just, I think I fell into Giselle's trap last night. It's easy to do, I feel like. <laughs> 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 it's um, easy to do. Okay, so, so two final questions, okay? Second to last question kind of like ties back to um, Steve's podcast, but now we said it once again, chatting about iconic old uh, um, seasons or uh, and episodes of Housewives. What would um, both of y'all say is your like definitive housewife moment? Like, what moment is like is so iconic that that it should be played in a museum? German. Amsterdam yeah. season five okay. of Beverly Hills. Great. That I that's if you play that clip, that everyone knows what that's from. Right. I I have two really niche ones. I love a niche <laughs> one because I have a niche one as well. So my two niche ones are Kim and Rinna in the back of the car on the way to poker night. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good season of Beverly Hills. I need to go back and watch that season. Iconic. I live for, like, I, I know it's fucked up, but I laugh at that se- scene so much because, I mean, it was so insane. Um, and then my next one is Ramona seeing Aviva's leg for the first time. In, oh, at, when they're getting pedicures. Oh, and, and Giuseppe, and how she pronounces oh, oh, it. Giuseppe yes. Zanata. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, they're shopping. And she, oh, my God, I forgot about that. Does she bring oh. a half limb to a store? <laughs> Wait, I'm going to I'm going to pretend that I don't know a thing. I'm just going to walk in here and <laughs> she just is staring is at so it. So fucking shady though because they made Aviva go her two okay, two of her first scenes. One of them she goes shoe shopping. Like 
like my yep. eyes have rolled ten times in the back of my head. Second <laughs> second scene, she gets a pedicure with Sonia. Oh yeah, I'm like, I know that really bag. need to do this woman like this. Viva <laughs> walks in with this bag. I know that bag. Eric Clapton used to bring that to lunch, and then we go play pool. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Oh my God. That, those were two really good ones. I, I when think she pulled out the leg. <laughs> my collar was getting hot. <laughs> also a slept on season of Roni, I would say, because, because you get so, okay. So that's going to pivot into mine. So, so my two and, and Jordan, if you think of another one, you can have a second because I feel like we, we've, we have like multiple here, but one of mine, I think has to be, the I want to see the whole trip but that's like cheating on my on my question but the St. Bart's trip and is so iconic on Roni and the fight with Aviva and Ramona and Sonia when like there's just there's one liner after one liner back to back to back like I'm sorry the delivery of like you're all white trash quite frankly is like so iconic and then also when Ramona's like, what was I supposed to do? Get tattooed on my forehead. Thank you, Reed. <laughs> you compared her to Anna Cole Smith. Well, she's she was an icon. She died, Aviva. <laughs> it's so good. People sleep. So Sam, uh, Bravo historian, I say this all the time. People sleep on season five and six of Roni way too much. Yeah, they're good. I If I want to sit in bed and watch, like, if I just need, I'm always watching Housewives, let's be real. But, like, if I really need, like, good-ass Housewives episodes, I go to season five and six of Roni, and people don't consider those top-tier seasons, and they are so fucking good. No, they really are. They carry, there's so much, like, in season six with the, the, the drama's so fleeting, which makes it so fun. Like, the the throwing of the glass at the lake, and, the, and then yes. we talked about this last week on the pod, but um, when Ramona is in on the hike, and she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you see that branch? Do you see that branch over there? And I, that looks exactly like the branch I used to play with. This is my room. <laughs> this is the kitchen. And I would cook and make mud pies. I got to get out of here. I, oh, I really got to go. Mud pies. Oh, my God. Oh, so I would say my, my, my other iconic, my other iconic one is, uh, I feel like we, we need to all tip our hats to Ira Madison third for like making this clip more iconic. Um, uh, via his Insta stories, but that is the the gift, the watch gifting scene in Real Houses of Atlanta. I think I think it's season three or four with the when Nini was not with Greg and she was dating that she was like was going on dates with that man. Oh, and he and things are getting a little. <laughs> yeah, well, so so first she goes, yeah, she's like, he's like, a watch is this is a symbol of time that can be moved and whatever, <laughs> and she's like, okay, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever that whatever that means and then and then they cut to her her sitting in the confessional and she's like things are getting weird and then she goes but i still gotta get this watch and then, <laughs> and then it cuts back to the scene and she goes bitches is mad bling 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 yeah <laughs> so that whole scene i think is um i think there are comedy writers that wish they could like sequence something like that yeah but that's that's a lot of editors. I, I would to... say editors have a big hand in making oh, that yeah. scene so iconic. Well, 
Oh, I have a point on that. But second thing, back to the Berkshires, I that was a peak Ramona trip because we have her showing up and saying, is this the garage or this the house? <laughs> and then she orders fucking um, AC. AC there. The AC. Yes. And then she wa- didn't want to miss Molly Sims' party. So that's why she had the fake meltdown in the woods and got some guy to pick her up in a plane. Like, yeah. Ramona. And then um, to the editors, I think that's one reason why Potomac is so great. They're editing. Whoever is in post-production, they have found the perfect formula with these women like the women are fantastic don't get me wrong they are everything but on top of that their editing is fantastic the way that they've been able to do that i think that's what makes them so good i feel like they're um i feel like there has to be like comedy writers in the room sometimes like consultants or something because like sometimes the way they sequence things like lend themselves to like like abc comedy where it's like setup punchline you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. just like with 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 Potomac like they have footage of everyone and they have mics on everyone right so they just kind of they can elevate a mic Mm -hmm. you know when they want to and like the sync with the sequencing of a scene especially a scene that carries a lot of humor like you have to have some sort of like it's not just some like straight guy who like doesn't know anything it like just not you know you know what i'm saying like yeah. some straight guy that went to film school like who just is like yeah. piecing together stuff right like there has to be someone and in, in the story producer maybe is like no this is so funny because then this or like let's cut to their confessional because they said something funny here like there's just so many there's so many layers to it that i i feel like there has to be someone behind the scenes that like is knowledgeable in like TV writing, storytelling, and, and storytelling. Yeah, but yeah. I also think that Karen's wig shift is formative for the youth. That's true. That's a good formative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, hold, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> the other one I can, um, the two that top for tie two are. Uh, Nini visiting Kenya. Yes, of course. How, oh, how the ghetto. Oh, not a white fridge. Not a not white, a white fr- Never. So my sister. Girl, and I let's go get and, you a home. Yeah. <laughs> my sister and I have tried. It's it's kind of our fetch. We've tried to make white refrigerator happen, where it's like if something is like so, like if something is de- just deplorable, you, you you're like, oh, not a white refrigerator. Like, like, mm-hmm. s- like certain people are white refrigerators. Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like there are white refrigerators like that we work with that you, you see, like, you know, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? I absolutely, mm-hmm. I get that. Hasn't really taken off, but I feel like white refrigerator is a yeah. great description of someone or something that is just like, oh, not, not this. Oh yeah. honey, not a white refrigerator. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then Ramona t- uh, talking to the governor of yes. New York, <laughs> saying she's more blind than him oh, when he's legally blind. I and for... Jill's just in her confessional, just like telling it all. She's saying that she's. <laughs> I forgot about that. Or when Ramona shows up to Jill's Kodak event and says, Oh, don't you think it's a little outdated or antiquated? And Jill <laughs> lost that whole sh- uh, alleged seven million dollar or seven figure deal with Kodak because of Wait, Ramona. She lost it because of that. <laughs> Allegedly, because I mean, think about it. Roni is a big platform. They yeah, were talking that shit time. about Kodak, and yeah. So, and there was an interview that she literally lost 
a seven figure deal because of it. Oh, wow. Iconic. Ramona is a white refrigerator. So I mean, there you go. fucking love Ramona yeah. so much. I can't get I know, over her. I know. Well, okay. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier. I love Ramona. She's great for TV. I don't think I'd actually be friends with her in real life. No, no one no, wants to be friends with her. But we love her she, for the TV that she provides us. She she does. And I don't, like, I'm, she, she's pushing it for me right now, though. Like, there are just, there are parts of her right now that are really pushing it for me. But then there's scenes where, like, when she is, like, walking around that, like, that like penthouse on the Upper West Side filming Luann's Christmas song and she's like full deep throating caviar. I'm like, there's some, like <laughs> she's hilarious. Like Hysterical. when no one's watching, you know? So, um, well, I, I want to wrap up on, this is kind of like a non Bravo thing, but we, once again, we have in our midst someone who is a, a like skincare aficionado and we never mm-hmm. get like lifestyle tips here on Dumpster Drive. So I just want to ask you, Jerwin, other than like Iris Beauty, because I know that, that you work closely with them, is is there another product, not necessarily another product, but another practice that you would like encourage everyone to add to their skin regimen? I famously just drink a shit ton of water, but I'm not very good at like actual, like ha- having a, like a great topical plan. And German skin is uh, beautiful. So uh, follow, follow on the gram and, and you'll see. Uh, the way that... <laughs> the way that George, as I started this question, had went from like sitting like on the couch to like full like <laughs> you're like you started like smizing and like your your posture changed. You're like, yeah, can I help Tell me more? You? Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, what is what what is a product that you love? What is like a regimen that you you think would be a great sort of like recipe for having skin for television, baby? Well. Aside from Whitney's uh, Iris and Bow, which if whoever's listening, if you don't have any products, check out Whitney uh, Rose's Iris and Bow uh, skincare line. I have been using it for 10 months. And that's, uh, I mean, my skin has never looked better. Um, and you can use code Jerwin for 20% oh, off. That's go. J-E-R-R-W-I-N-N-N, 20% off your order. Um, and the two things I say are the most important are drinking water and keeping hydrated and getting sleep. Um, because if you don't sleep well, your skin's going to be reacting to that. And you should be washing your bed sheets once a week. Pillows, certainly. Because the pillows, yeah, you should be washing it once a week to keep it clean. Yeah. And early starting on Botox. That's I. That's my little... I know. I haven't begun that journey yet, actually. I... Well, if you guys ever need anyone, I'm in the nurse injector. I'll do it for you. Wait, really? <laughs> and if... Yeah! <laughs> Bitch, you're going to be in my zip code. <laughs> oh, do you want me to bring some? I can no. do it. <laughs> like, we'll, t- we'll take this conversation mm-hmm. offline. Um... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, early Botox is great. I started getting Botox uh, last year, and I... Now I go over just to the beauty lab and if you're in Salt Lake, stop by Heather's beauty lab. There you go. Oh, I want to go to the beauty lab and get a little CC's. Get some lips. No, I look awful with that. I actually like my lips. I feel like they were proportionate. Um, Well, thank you. Yes. I, 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 you know, I used to be so unhealthy when I was like, ironically, when I was teaching spin so much, I just like didn't take, I didn't take 
good care of myself because I was just like stretching my body too thin. And I have started drinking much more water like in the past, like um, I would say year. Uh, And it's like, I have like really bad skin and it's like really done a number, like cleared up my, my skin a lot by drinking, drinking water and sleeping. So I think that that, that is definitely some great advice. And it's like, not like anywhere related to what we talk about here on this podcast, but I thought that would be a fun little thing to wrap up on and to plug, uh, Iris and Bo. So there you go. Um, well, any final thoughts on Bravo y'all? Bravo con is, is postponed. It is. It is postponed, but you know what? I have to say, like, I'm really proud of them for making that move because it was the right move to make because mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's a mess right now. And like you, 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 by doing that, you don't have to deal with like the unvaccinated folk of this place, you know? Part of me wondered, I feel like this is going to go on a tangent. I know what you're going to say. I feel like they didn't want to deal with making the decision to say if you're not vaccinated you're not allowed to come well that and housewives who aren't vaccinated (gasps) oh i didn't even think about that that's where my mind went oh because i was like what happens if they because you they because in new york you have to be vaccinated to eat inside Right. And you have to be vaccinated to go to Broadway shows now. So they would have had to have been vaccinated to do anything, including talent. And so I'm positive that there was a large conversation about who was opting out of the vaccine. And if they don't come, (laughs) yeah, if they don't come, then everyone knows that that's what's happening. So that makes, I didn't even think about talent, but you're right. That is absolutely yeah, yeah. oh which wow. is fu- which is fucked up yeah wow you know not fucked no not fucked up like on bravo like fucked up right. they just can't get vaccinated they're like on the television yeah channel. get the vaccine y'all like ne- <laughs> i think it was like netflix studios is like requiring vaccines for like everyone who steps foot in the studio mm-hmm. so it's like you you you're, you you have a job similar to that like it's a reality show but your studio is your reunion set is is the the margarita happy hour down the street. Like that's your studio. That's your set. Like protect your set and get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, but now we said it, but now we <laughs> said it. Speaking of, but now we said it, Steve, plug all your stuff. Um, follow me at faces by Bravo on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, And of course on all of your favorite podcast platforms search for, but now we said it. Um, Episode one is out. Episode two will be out on Thursday and episodes will come out every Thursday. So hope you guys enjoy rate review subscribe. Uh, And then German, take it away. Plug, plug all your stuff. Well, actually I'm going to be starting a podcast at the end of this month. That's so funny. I I was literally going to say like at the end of this, like, why do you not have a podcast? You have such a dulcet, like speaking voice that like it would lend itself so well to a podcast. And here we are. Yes, it's been in the talks for a while, and I'm finally getting everything together now that I'm all settled here in Salt Lake. Congratulations. Uh, I've done a couple of Instagram lives with a few housewives, and they've gone over very well. And keep an eye out. I will be interviewing more housewives and different people from all walks of life uh, just to talk about who they are, their lives, and the message and impact they want to leave on this world 
So it's kind of a feel good, feel good podcast. No, keep your eye out. Now I feel bad for having a podcast about nonsense and trash. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, uh, when yeah, you make it big, Instagram remem- and Twitter. Yes, yes. But when you make it big, now, you, you must always tell people that before you were self-helping, you were stirring up drama and lighting fires in West Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> that was amazing. I just can't love thinking about it. But yes. But, and uh, What's your Twitter handle and your Insta? It'll be in the bio, but. Yeah, Instagram and Twitter at Jerwin, J-E-R-R-W-I-N-N-N, which is also the 20% discount code for Iris and Bo. Check out their four-step process there. And uh, if you have any questions about skincare, go ahead and DM me. I'd love to help you out. Yes, do it, do it. And then uh, you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet, the podcast Dumpster Drive Pod on Instagram. We actually just launched Twitter uh, the other day, which is Two Dumpster Divas. Check that out, the number two. Um, uh, Patreon, we're covering America's Next Top Model on our Patreon right now. Go check that out. We also just launched uh, a new tier on our Patreon, a lower tier. It's a, it's $2 and you get all audio only. Uh, $4 for video uh, of our, our chats uh, <clears throat> on Patreon. And then $8 if y'all just want to be extra generous and help support the podcast. So check all that out. All of this boring info will be in the bio of the episode. And have a fantastic rest of your day, morning, evening, night. Uh, Y'all say bye to everyone. Say bye. 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 Bye.